What episode is this? Welcome to episode four of what? the A Strings Podcast. We're still going. <laughs> I know. We're everywhere now. Yeah, we are. As of this, as of yesterday. Yeah. When time has no kind of time has no meaning in podcast land. In, but yeah. uh, we got accepted onto the Apple Podcast Directory. Yes. Directory. Call it. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday. Nice. So we're legit on a global scale now. I think. Yeah. Spotify. So how do people search for us? They type in. I think you can just type in A strings. Cool. <laughs> As of yesterday, it was A Strings Limited. It was very... Very official. Official, and that's how you, you found us. But I think if you just type in A Strings, as we get, hopefully, a bit more established and we get more episodes and more followers, subscribers, all that kind of thing, I think that we kind of get bumped up a little bit in the relevancy kind of mm. uh, listings. But Yeah, because yeah. I've always been in the irrelevant category. <laughs> this is this the is news. news. So... Episode four, we'll start with the news. And there hasn't really been much in terms of guitar news so much. Obviously, off the back of Nam, everything's a bit quiet. Yeah, the, the shop's been pretty quiet. We had snow in South Wales, as they did in majority of the UK earlier this... Yeah. Um, well, end of last week. And whenever we see the snow icon on the Apple weather, that really... It kind of sends literally shivers down my spine. Yeah. Because last year, well, was it five days? I think we had that we were massive wiped flurry. out last last year. Yeah. yeah, and it just puts people into a different mentality. Yeah. You know, we talked about the snow in episode one. I think let's limit this to thirty seconds now about the weather. But Go. Um, we it started Thursday evening. People started panicking. You went to Sainsbury's and there's no bread in the aisles and all the rest. Of it. We had a, it run our way. I know that a lot of people had it bad, but. Um, we had a dusting. Yeah. And it just put, it shut the schools. It put uh, yeah. people into panic mode. And, uh, yeah, we just had a very, very quiet, disappointing weekend. And it, was, it, yeah, and it, it seems was, like yeah. people are just kind of getting over the, um, getting over it now. Winter's claimed his first victim as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, at least it's all gone now. And, and it, you know, it doesn't look like there's anything sort of yeah. happening. So let's talk about what's you know, where else has been going on? Let's let's go the other side of the world. So we've had a couple of catch ups with Chris, who is our Yeah, our, our Chinese own, correspondent. Our Chinese correspondent. Um so he hasn't had a chance to visit any music shops yet. We're gonna do a full uh a full interrogation when he gets back, which is probably gonna be the second interrogation he has uh in February. Uh one of which being by the Chinese government for using all the internet he shouldn't be using. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, all I've heard from him is that he says that he's eaten things that no man should ever be forced to eat. Yeah, but, and this is what I said before. <laughs> Tom just giggled like a schoolgirl, so I can only imagine where Tom's mind They're big into their pork. I don't understand. Uh, he must be having some decent food out there. I spend a lot of time with Chris outside work, because uh, we're in the band together and different bits and pieces. He is the... Small he, group of friends as well. There's quite a small group of friends. When we've gone out, he is like, he will, it's like the plainest food. Like, it's the beigest, <laughs> plainest food. You know what I mean? You'll have, yeah. it's the kind of like. Kind of carrot cake without the icing. Yeah, and like burger, no sauce, and you know, no nothing. Yeah. So then to go from that to eating 
things that squirm on your plate and things like that is like the complete polar opposite. So I can't wait. I can't wait to hear yeah. all, the, all his stories. So he is also married. Yes. So I think he got married on the Wednesday to to Mary. Mary. So him uh, him and Mary met. Uh, Mary was in Cardiff University, and they met through a, a, a friend, I think. And she's gone home in between finishing university, and then she's going to come back to graduate in June or July. But uh, yeah, so they've got uh, their Chinese marriage certificate. Slightly doctored photograph. Yep, so the, the Chinese <laughs> officials felt that it was, this is a completely true story, the Chinese officials felt that it was uh, more suitable if uh, they widened Chris's head <laughs> to make him look more normal. And that is the God's honest truth. <laughs> yeah. I've got pictures to prove it. Yeah. And Chris wouldn't mind me saying, because, yeah, he's lovely. Yeah. And, of course, big congratulations to Tristan and Juliet. Give birth yes. to little Milo last week. Yep, we got to see him on Monday. And so, he's tiny. Is he? I haven't seen him yet, yeah. but um, yeah. So um, I think Juliet gave, Juliet gave birth on Thursday. Right. Okay. So that's when paternity leave started. So I'm counting two weeks down from there. So he's he's due back pretty soon. But times are ticking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Have you got any more news? Sir? Yeah. So there's little bits that we've we've had a look at. I'm going to tell you a funny story that happened in the shop uh, this week. It's not funny for one of our customers, but it's quite funny for us. Um, and then uh, and we'll move on. The first piece that I've got is basically about this possible return for Rosewood. I did read about that. Yeah. I, they, I think they're saying that um, they're trying to bring in some conditions whereby if the instrument is under a certain weight, and I think it's only applying to instruments at the moment, if it's under a certain weight, they're not going to have the CITES restrictions applied to them. You know, you're not going to be able to get a wardrobe for, you know that, that well, that's what it was meant kind of, for, wasn't it? It was meant yeah. for the furniture companies. All the Far Eastern, um, primarily Chinese factories, making lots of you know lavish furniture out of rosewood, and with there being lots of wastage, that's why they kind of brought it in, in the first place. So, yeah. um, I think they're trying to yeah get it so that if an instrument is under a certain weight, you know it's going to be allowed through. But yeah. it's all hearsay at the moment. Nothing is. Um, Nothing's confirmed, and I can imagine it'll just absolutely piss Tristan off because he uh, he spent literally months <laughs> changing everything, everything from over. every website listen over from Rosewood to Pau Ferro and Laurel, and now is the chance that it's going to go back. <laughs> so yeah, so according to the article, uh, Fender, Martin, PRS, and Taylor have put together a proposal. Um, basically, we'll know around sort of May time whether it's going to take effect or not. You know, we, when we were told that this was coming into into force, um, we were thinking, right, is that going to make the rosewood instruments um, more desirable? Hmm. So, you know, for example, like the Fender Mexican Standard. Yeah. They moved that from rosewood over to Pau Ferro. Mm-hmm. Slightly different look to it and all the rest of it. And we had a number of occasions where we had two guitars that were identical. So they're both Mexican Standard Stratocasters with uh, Sunburst, for example. One with Rosewood, one with Pau Ferro. Mm. Somebody would choose one over the other because they think that it was just a, a nicer feeling guitar. They preferred the, you know, an element of it. But it wasn't always the Rosewood one, and it wasn't always the the Pau Ferro one. I don't think anybody kind of panic bought a Rosewood yeah. guitar. Yeah, yeah. It, it was going to go one of two ways. People were either going to um, abandon and you know just not buy the Pau Ferro guitars and look secondhand, or or go for alternatives. People aren't devastated that they can't get a no, no, guitar with no, rosewood no. on it. No. And it's not increased the 
value of guitars with Rosewood either. No. Exactly. I think all these companies are stockpiled enough. I think Fender's had some like 20 years worth of Rosewood to use if they were going to limit the amount of guitars it was going on. So I right. think they, they kept it to vintage accurate pieces, um, professionals and all that kind of thing. Yeah. What it has done is yeah. it, I do think that it's um, restricted a lot of export sales. Yeah. And imports. You know, I think people are a little bit um, more timid to um, to buy from abroad or to sell going abroad because you can't 100% guarantee that the guitar is going to get there without being impounded by customs. I think they want to hear about the, the shop more than anything. They want to hear about the next piece. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Thumb. Oh, yeah. We had a phone call Monday. Mm-hmm. Now, you'll remember this customer. Uh, the customer bought an Telecaster Elite office in Orange, traded in a really, really nice Taylor acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. I right. remember. So, yeah, yeah from, he brought a guitar in last week for something. So, yeah, he popped in last week and he asked about his Telecaster to be set up, wasn't it? Yeah. So, he rang Monday mm-hmm. and I spoke to him and he said, oh, you know, I was in... Um, traded my tailor. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know you are, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, oh, I, I was asking about setup with the Telecaster. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, whenever you're ready, pop it in and we'll we'll get it, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll look at it. Um, he said, oh, will you be able to, um, will you be able to string it left-handed? Because I've chopped my thumb off at <gasps> work. What? That's exactly what I said on the phone. <laughs> I went, what? And... This has happened since I saw him on yes. Friday so he or Saturday. Yes, was literally in on Saturday. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah. So it's reattached. Um, he is going to have to go through physio and, and rehab. So Will he get full? Uh, what's he he what doesn't does he know. Do? I don't know. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to know. Oh. <laughs> I think it's um, every guitarist's nightmare. Yeah, to, yeah 100%. Because <laughs> I read on there, right? You've got Tristan News, Chris News, Thumb News. I thought that was just another word for Chris. <laughs> So he's asked if he can restring the Telecaster left-handed to obviously keep playing and practicing. So, which which thumb's gone? Ah, see, no, I don't know. But because is he doing it because you know, he, um, if it's holding a plectrum, or if it's if it's gripping the neck. And also, you know, if you played, I didn't think to he's, ask. He's, also, he's he's had some really nice guitars, you know, because there was that Taylor. Was it a four one four CE? I think so. Or was in even up from that one? But it was a four one four CE that he brought in. That we um, that we sold last year, and you know he traded in for an elite. Yeah, and it, it was, he, yeah, you know. So he yeah. seemed like a fairly accomplished guitarist. So you can't just switch hands like that, can you? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I some people I imagine would be. I know where the I you know I, I certainly can't solo with my, uh, you know, when swapping swapping swap no, around. No, 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 no. I can find chords rather slowly and kind of, you know, fumbling to, to find it. But yeah, yeah I, I couldn't play fluently. And I wouldn't no. feel like I'd be just keeping up with, I wouldn't feel like I'd be keeping my practice in by swapping hands like that. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, I, I think it might just be just so he can keep playing. Can you strum with both hands, Tom? <laughs> So, last week, uh, we told you that uh, Andy from Marshall was popping in to see us. Yes. 
And he started listening to the podcast, actually. We went out with him on the Tuesday evening, didn't we? We did, after recording, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we mentioned the podcast. He said that he saw that we were doing something, he was going to start listening to it. And he picked up on the Biscuit News, and the next morning for our meeting, mm-hmm. he brought in some very nice... Yeah, so he brought things. in... He actually asked us on the Tuesday night, he's like, oh, what do you, you fancy? And I said, I'll oh, just surprise yeah, he's you. Try, he's digging as well, you know, what, what everyone else brought you. And, yeah. Uh, we, we, we don't get into that. You know, <laughs> what do you think we're worth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we had two mini pastry selection yeah. boxes. Yeah. And we had a packet of hobnobs because obviously he had to bring the biscuit quota of it to, uh, yeah. you know, to thing. Yeah. Now, Hobnobs are a touchy subject for me. Why? Because I think that they just... I don't dislike the taste. I just think is it that... the texture? Yeah, I it's just like a... It's an yeah. oatmeal thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. If I want to eat oatmeal, I'll eat oatmeal. Mm. I don't want it compressed into a... Do you like chocolate disc. hobnobs, or you just don't like the, the texture? No, the, uh, no. Mm. It's pick, you're picking well, it out your I've teeth. I've noticed for... that they've gone, and I didn't have one. But yeah, so, Andy did so good. thank you. So... In other biscuit news, Phil Young, who's been a really good customer of ours for years and years, he came in on Friday. I wasn't here, but he brought in a couple of packs of Tesco's finest biscuits. Yes, and they were really, really nice. The one, the one selection was quadruple chocolate, and when I know you've got I, an I issue, get, with I this. get a little bit of an issue with double chocolate, triple chocolate. Why yeah. though? Because chocolate's chocolate. So once there's chocolate in there, once there's chocolate in there, you just you know just say it's a luxury chocolate or just they haven't it, literally timed it by three, is what you're saying. No, no, <laughs> but but in this um, case, actually, I can understand it because you've got white chocolate chips, milk right. chocolate chips, and dark. Were, no, no, were, it was it was in a chocolate biscuit, and it was covered. And they in chocolate. were covered, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it really was like an um, an assault of yeah cocoa. Yeah, they were they they were and they, they were, were amazing. They didn't, yeah, they didn't last to the end of Saturday. Well, so to the people listening, what we've been doing up until now is anything that's come in for biscuit news, we've been keeping until the grand reveal on recording day. So we had these Friday. Andrew had already cracked them open on Saturday when we were here <laughs> working. It's been a very, very tough couple of weeks. <laughs> um, do you know what? I'm glad you did because, yeah, the quadruple chocolate were amazing. The and other, the the other, other ones, ones. Yeah. The other ones, which were chunky nut and Belgian milk chocolate uh, cookies, which were really buttery. Oh, were they? Yeah. I didn't try. I haven't tried them. Only because of the nuts. I've never liked uh, like fruit and nut bars and stuff. Anything with, yeah. Mm. Just not a fan of nuts. My mum popped in this afternoon, brought us in some <laughs> Fox's chunky... Uh, Chunky biscuits as well. Yeah, they're We're, cool. My sugar consumption has gone through the roof. All of us are. This last yeah. four weeks. I think we might need to like, veg news or... I, yeah, I think uh, the summer should be salad news. <laughs> salad. And we'll, all, we'll all bring in a, a vegetable of choice. Yeah, That's not... Please don't. Please be don't. Interesting, yeah, if we put down meat news, you know, I wonder you know, what the... Um... I think it's going to open a different demographic of audience. <laughs> And I think they'll be disappointed yeah. when they uh, tune in. Yeah. Right, so Tom has actually thrown us a curveball today. Okay. So Tom has brought in biscuits because obviously we've all, we've all now and again brought in biscuits for Biscuit News. Yeah. Tom has brought us oh, a savoury selection. Are you just saying about uh, sugar consumption? Oh, look at that. 
Tom has brought uh, all savouries and also Marmite. we have Marmite biscuits. Yeah, That's I know. Marmite. And also, a, oh. this is a platter of cheese. Yes. So this is a selection of cheeses. Uh, we have Bonson. <laughs> we have Dairy uh, Triangles. Dairy Triangles. Now, the funny thing with that, I asked Tom earlier about the, what if we hated the, the cheese, you know, and he said, oh, well, that's what I got the Dairy Triangles for. So, uh, yeah, the Dairy is kind of the- you Smell the, the garlic and that straight away. The get out of jail card for anyone that doesn't like uh, smelly cheese. Mm. So I'm going to try a Marmite biscuit. Oh, they're wrapped and wrapped. Okay. Um, they, is it like a, a Marmite kind of liquid in there? Not liquid, but like a jelly kind of thing. Delicious, savoury, OT biscuits with Marmite, perfect for lunch boxes and munching on the go. There we go. This is amazing. I haven't had any lunch either. No, none of us have had um, any lunch today. So this is going to be good. Oh, they're in the shape of Marmite jars. Are they? They're in the shape of Marmite jars. Tom, are you getting involved? Yeah. Um, what's that? Cambozola. So what's that? It's like a Gorgonzola and Camembert kind of hybrid, is it? So Andrew's on the Sainsbury's Taste the Difference uh, Oak Digestive Biscuits for Cheese with some Boisson. Mm. And Tom and I are going wild in the aisles with the Marmite Biscuits. And they're really nice. I really like these. Mm. I love it. Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. That's going to take some beating. That is unbelievable. I think we're going to have to do this like every so often. Every four, yeah? Now and, now and again, introduce cooked meats. I'll bring in a Parma ham selection. <laughs> Biscuit news! So for today's main feature, we are taking a bit of an in-depth look at the Fender Acoustasonic Telecaster. I just want to say this is 10 minutes later. We've literally, we've just been sat here filling our faces full of cheese and biscuits so we decided to have a proper look at it because it seems to be attracting a lot more interest than i ever give it credit for my gut feeling is that it's a bit gimmicky and that probably comes from trying out things like the strat acoustic and teleacoustic that we've had in yeah cheap kind of 250 300 quid jobbies which have all, always sold People really liked, but, you know, they've got no nice acoustic kind of properties to them. Right. And I've always found them really difficult to play, even though you've got Strat or Tele kind of size neck. Yeah. They've just never feel, felt very comfortable to play. So I've never seen the point in them. Yeah. So when I saw an American version of the same, what I thought was the same kind of thing, I kind of rolled my eyes and thought, right, yeah, we'll skip that one. But I'd say that it's been the most inquired about product in the last two weeks. Because two weeks today that we found out about it, wasn't it? Yes. And then on the Wednesday, just to repeat a little bit of what was said last week, on the Wednesday, um, we had a couple of people come in asking for it, one of which, our very, very good mate, Stuart, um, he said that he can get one next day from um, a big um, guitar store online. We doubted that because we were told they weren't available for anybody to order until Wednesday. But true enough to his word... Uh, he could get it from this um, this shop, and he arrived through. I know you've had a look at it already because he brought it in for us to have a look at. I was a bit busy yeah. at the back, but it's um, I say looking at it. I haven't heard it properly yet. Mm -hmm. It looks like a nice, interesting kind of bit of wood, but yeah, I'm gonna have to be really convinced with how good it sounds in order to kind of yeah. Um, okay, 
So for those of you that are not aware of it, obviously you can find all the bump online. Uh, but imagine if you will. Uh, so it's a Telecaster, essentially body shape, uh, neck and headstock, all as you'd imagine with a Telecaster. Uh, there's a volume, a mod knob, so it's not a tone, it's a mod, and I'll go into what that does. Five-way switch. It's got the acoustic style uh, bridge with uh, an undersaddle pickup and a pickup where you'd expect a Telecaster pickup to be as well. There's also a body sensor in the guitar, so that picks up you know, the resonant sort of sound of the guitar. So just very quickly to go back, what the mod knob does is it selects or blends between A and B voicings. Now, the voice selector is a five-way switch, and I believe there's two voices per per option. I'm just going to quickly go through. So we're plugged into a Fishman Loudbox Mini, which is DI'd into the into the um, computer. I'll read out the setting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read out the setting. I'll read out the setting. You play play some chords. Position one A, which is Fender Electric Clean. Um, roll it the other way, says B. Um, Fender Electric Fat Semi-Clean. That's cool. So, um, in relation to kind of 1 to 10 on the on a normal knob, yeah. 10 being A or B? So, off is A yeah, and 10 is B. Right, okay, cool. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Right, position 2. And this is acoustics and electric blends. So in position A, all the way off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a Sitka spruce stroke mahogany dreadnought, full bodied, no nonsense acoustic Sorry. that's earthy and articulate with a wide dynamic range. <laughs> <laughs> Then B blends the electric pickup to the above voice, predetermined semi-clean voice. Um, a rich acoustic rhythm meets Fender's electric tone. So it's like bringing in the... Um... So I'll do it all the way. Yeah. I'm going to go halfway. I think I prefer voice A. Just the standard acoustic sound. Yeah. 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 And uh, do it extremely the other way again. The weird thing with this now that... So, you've only got one mono output, haven't you? Yes. So, it's not stereo and it's not dual output or anything like that. So, you can't split the electric and the clean sound. No. So, okay. it's just what comes out. And that's the same across all models. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's purely finish. Okay. Position three. Position three percussion and enhanced harmonics. So, in uh, position A, you got Sitka Spruce and Brazilian Rosewood Dreadnought. So, Rosewood's generally a bit more of a kind of, a bit more of a jangly kind of. Uh, I guess so.
and in position B, adds body pickup to the above voice. Now, this is the one I found was the most dramatic in change. Okay. So this this is the. So we've kind of left the um the electric pickup behind now, haven't we? So this is yes. just yeah. Cool. Yeah. So this is the this is position uh, voice A on position three. So it's that what I've just done, and this is blended in now. So this is all the way up now. Says um, uh, plus it adds like a percussive top. So does that mean so it, yes. actual kind of knocking the yeah? The so this is this could... is this is I'm not gonna obviously this is um, Stewart's guitar, so I'm not gonna be silly with it. But this is without, and then you bring it in. You shouldn't be hitting it with your metal rings, though. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That kind of thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, position four, which yeah. would be... Yep, yeah, cool. Um, so in position eight, you've got an Engelman spruce maple small body. So it's like a parlor guitar. We'll try that. Yep. Nice. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, in B, you've got a Sitka Spruce Mahogany Dreadnought. So full mid-range with a deep bass voice that works well for rootsy strumming or finger song. A bit like myself. Yeah. I'll do it again. Now, the interesting thing as well is all these sounds are blendable. So you can really find a sweet spot if you're recording or if it's, you know, mm. if you're live, you can tailor it to a room. Try doing that one then, because on position four, you've got two very drift. You've got a small body parlor. Yeah. Then you've got a dreadnought. Yeah. So that's mm. really bright. Yeah. Then mahogany dreadnought, which should be really warm. So go from one extreme. So go from the parlor. Yep. Then all um, the way. halfway. And then, oh, then, then halfway, then all way. So. That's interesting. Really interesting. I quite liked it blended, I think. Mm. I think that was my, yeah. fa my favourite sound. Yeah. And finally, position five, core acoustics. Yeah. Position A, Sitka Spruce, Rosewood Dreadnought. And then position B, Alpine Spruce. Rosewood Auditorium.
interesting. Yeah. Um, They're definitely different. Yeah. Each, each sound all the way through is different. So I'm thinking about the applications of this in terms of gigging, right? So you can only plug into one amp. Mm. And I know that they've said that they've voiced it so that you can, when you flick to the electric voice then, or sound, it does sound like you're going to an electric, even if you're still plugged into an acoustic amp. Right. But what would, like, what would you do? Once you've kind of, once you've got an acoustic sound you like with it, you, I guess you'd stick with it. You're not going to change yeah, around you know, acoustic sounds. Look at how it's strung. It's got the one G, so it's strung up with phosphor bronze. It's meant to be yeah. played like an, an acoustic. Yeah. Um, could you put electric strings on there? Yeah, I know you could put electric I guess so. strings, but um, I guess all the sounds being created by the aura, as opposed yeah, to... Yes, so it's got the Fishman Aura preamp in it. Now, we've got, we've got a few customers that use the pedal version live. The one customer that we've got in that plays all the time said that if all his gear got stolen, that's the first thing he would go up and buy again, mm. is, is the Aura. Uh, they are, you know, they are amazing bits of kit. And, and, and to be honest... That's what sold this to me. I think was just the, just that sound. Yeah, I think that if you're a um, yeah, if you're a gigging guitarist and more so like the singer songwriter kind of style yeah. people, whereby when it's just a guitar and a voice, I think that the that's where the type of guitar you've got with regards to woods and sizes really does have the uh, you know the biggest impact. Mm. Position four is probably the best example for this guitar, I think, with regards to how versatile it is. Yeah. Going from that, because it did sound like a, it didn't sound thin by any means. It sounded like a really beautiful parlor guitar. Yeah. Um, then going into that dreadnought thing, my problem with this guitar is that I don't understand why there's an electric element to it. You're kind of complicating your setup quite a bit, I think, by adding the electric feature, because for me, if I wanted an electric sound, it would have to overdrive and distort. Yes. I don't see the point. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise. Um, and so, you know, that's adding kind of distortion pedals to your setup and all that kind of thing. If it was just a guitar that was just modeling 10 different acoustic types, I think I'd be on board with it a little bit more than offering the electric functionality. I don't see the point in that. Yeah, so you think that this position one, yeah, and maybe, maybe two more. I don't think completely different, like a jumbo and something yeah. else that's different. Yeah, yeah, and given that it's strung with acoustic strings as well, you know, to be it doesn't have the playability. It's a nice, it plays really nice, but uh. it doesn't have the playability of an electric. Uh. So you wouldn't be able to, you know, you're not going to shred, shred on this. Can I have it? Of course you can. Go with it. I've washed my hands, Stuart. The unfinished neck is quite a popular option on acoustic nowadays, isn't it? A lot of people are asking for unfinished necks. Mm-hmm. It feels extremely unfinished, doesn't it? You know, like <laughs> there's, it, it doesn't feel like it's... Um, how much are they? Uh, 1700 Right, oh, Okay. Thank you. 
acoustically, it's gone. It's louder than electric, isn't it? But it's yeah, it's it's, it's probably a little bit louder than a semi-hollow, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't buy it for its acoustic properties. Would no, you? no, no, it is. It's the pickup that. It's very much a tasting, though, isn't it? You know, it, or you like the guitar, don't you? For me, in uh, I, I'd have to it'd have to have a solid application, so I'd mm. have to know that I was gigging with it, and you know, I would prefer to take something like this that could probably take a, a bit of a bump as opposed mm. to my Martin, which is you know once you bump. Yeah, certainly seems a lot more sturdy and um, solid. Than, is it all solid as well? Yeah, so it's it's a solid. This is all solid wood, and then this is they basically routed out the shape, yeah, of the top. So, so if I just show you the back, so all that's just one solid bit of wood, nice. and then they've routed the front out, mm. and then that's a that's a piece of wood then on top. Yeah, I, I yeah I like it, but yeah, it's for seventeen hundred. I'd have to have a damn good application for that, I think. And Stuart is going out gigging soon, isn't he? So and, and he said the same thing. He said if he wasn't gigging. Mm had gigs lined up then he wouldn't have got it either so I think it is as amazing as, as it is and sounds unless you're recording with it it's, 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 for, it's for a performer it's for someone yeah. playing live and also you know changing my mind on it a little bit being primarily a, an electric player I've got no desire to own a Dreadnought and a Parlour and a Grand Auditorium and a Dreadnought with Rosewood back and sides no. and a Dreadnought with you know Engelman Spooks or whatever it is yeah so if you did, if you wanted a way of achieving all these sounds, then it does become very good value for money, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we've got to consider as well is that it's a USB chargeable guitar. Oh, right. So, so on the input jack where the lead goes in, there's a little USB mm-hmm. port. And it's a, I believe, a lithium, lithium battery, to, to obviously to power the Fishman Aura. You know, you're not going to be able to charge it when you're on stage with a, you know, a five-meter-long USB cable because USB cables can't take power down that kind of length of a cable. Mm. So it has to be charged. You know, you have to keep it charged at home. I, I imagine it's got quite a long life, and it probably says in that little booklet what the sort of the playing life of the battery is. But it's it's one of those things. Like, when I play live, I have uh, battery sort of paranoia. I'm always changing batteries just because I'm of the fear of, a battery die, you know, my microphone dying on me live. So you could, you know, it's going to be one of those things where you, it's going to be on charge. Yeah. You know, for, out of the, out of the fear of it dying on stage. So ebony fingerboard. It it is. Yeah. And it's a it's like a figured ebony, striped yes. ebony. Yeah, like yeah. Caramel kind of. It's nice. So, overall, having heard it and played it, what is your opinion? This is this is the first time for you. Yeah. So what is your what's your opinion of it? Out of uh, 10. ten. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I'd say that's a difficult one. I can appreciate the the value it can give someone. You know, you got a lot of versatility in um, one instrument. I think the electric pickup is a waste of time. I'd say a seven. It plays easily. Yes. Um, I think that uh, going through the Fishman, it, I th- it sounds absolutely great. I'm looking forward to hearing it recorded. Yeah, me too. Um yeah, I, I can appreciate it for um, the amount of different acoustic models it's got within it. Yes. I'd personally find it difficult justifying spending £1,700 on it unless I really did actively need 
the sound of a parlor and the sound of a grand exactly. and the sound of a dreadnought I can, and with all the different woods and everything it, it feels well built solid you know it's as you'd imagine from a an american instrument but it's yeah it's a seven i, I couldn't get any more excited i mean it's a good it's a good figure mm. you know seven's a good it's a good one that's kind of where i was floating yeah around the seven yeah i think it's 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 a touch too expensive and yeah, I think I I actually you know I say I actually agree like I never agree, but I agree. I think if they'd made it sort of solely a, an acoustic Swiss Army knife mm. and just given you some, some I, different I think things. that um, position one and I don't, was it position two as well. I can't remember. So um, so position one and then position two blends the electric into the an acoustic yeah, sound. Yeah, I, I think that you could have had a lot more value for your money by putting a couple of different models of. Like an OM or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, that might be, you know, something that they... Well, when Fender oh. definitely listened to this, it's something that they're definitely <laughs> going to change. That's my thoughts on it, and I've I've quite honestly told people what I've thought about it. I'm a lot more impressed with it after playing it and hearing it. Yes. But I've spoken to people and given them my kind of reservations with it, some yeah. of which are reflected in this, like the electric pickup and like just uh, the cost element of it. But yes, um, the people spoken to who are interested in it they've done a lot more research on it than me they can see it for what it is which is a very versatile um, gigging machine and yeah. all those people do seem like the kind of people who would be going out earning money from it I think for the price yeah you've got to be you, it's got to be being used to its it's not, maximum and yeah it's yeah. got to be being performed or recorded with. There are certain, you know, like we get in limited edition strats and tellies and all that kind of thing, and you get mm. people who will decide to go for something on a whim because it's absolutely beautiful, because they might have five other strats, but there's something special about this one. I don't think anyone's going to pick this up and think, do you know what, this is the most beautiful acoustic I've ever tried in my life. Because Oh, no, 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 no. no, no. Because you've got to have something good to... And interestingly, it can never be either or, even if you loaded that with just acoustic sounds... Mm. Like where would you put that in our acoustic section? Mm. It's you know it's it's one of those yeah type of things. Maybe that's why they put maybe that's why there is electric sounds on it. But it's it's all because it's straddling that line. It's a difficult one to mm. to place. But I think a little bit cheaper. Maybe I know it's difficult. Everything costs. You know everything yeah. get costs to make and things. And I think the aura pick of itself is quite. A, I imagine expensive. yeah yeah and the pedal is about four hundred quid. I think is it yeah yeah. So it comes in natural, which is what we've. Yes. Got here. Um, black, sunburst, sonic grey, and surf green. Yes. Mm. Uh, there are a couple of exotic top-looking ones that were on the Fender, Fender stand at NAMM. Whether they're going to be custom shop level or whether this going to be a release later on, I don't know. Mm. And it comes with the um, the top end. Gig Fender bag. Gig bag. Yeah, which is, it is tidy, like a, robust. Almost like a Union Blues kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. So that's the Fender Acoustasonic Telecaster. Would you like to see him in the shop? I, based on the interest we've had hmm. and the people that have asked, that are asking, yes. Uh, keeping my wallet in my pocket, no. So thank you very much, Stuart, for bringing in. Really, um, yeah, thank for allowing you. us to borrow it. Yeah, it's um, it's a very very interesting bit of kit. Yeah, I think so. I think it's I think it's really well done. I think it's really well executed. It's a little bit like these biscuits, Adam. Yeah, they are my mate. That's staying in.
So as part of our programming, we have the special feature that is Elwin Smiles. Now, we hope that you liked the uh, feature last week and our little jingle. I thought it was very, a uh, bit of fun. Just a bit of fun. So this week, we've got uh, another contribution. So here we go. Let's take a listen and let's see what he's got to say. Okay. So the obvious make me smile moment was probably Friday night, second half of the rugby in Paris, which was epic. Um, although I still can't understand how Andrew Morgan has the French national anthem as his ringtone on his phone. <laughs> so maybe you can explain that to us. Anyway, speaking of Andrew, the real make me smile moment came when I was sitting in A strings in the week having a cup of coffee, white without sugar, Tris, made by Tom. Um, and Andrew was talking about some of the new high-end guitars that uh, that have come through the door and suddenly announced to Tom, Tom, can you take some pictures of the posh tackermans we've had in? Typical Valley's boy, that Andrew. Posh. Anyway, that means that we got the posh PRSs to come, probably the posh Fender custom shops and anything else that comes into the, the shop that's high-end will forever be known now as posh. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that was kind of a Valley's... Not a slang term, but you know, was that you know, it was kind of a bit of a yeah. Well, Elwin's in the a posh bit of Wales, isn't he? <laughs> so yeah, on the borders there, and um, yeah, we are the purveyors of posh mm. at A strings. You know, we got Borsan, we got Borsan, and David. For those who are not, if any, anyone asks for elixirs, we say, Well, are you posh or something? Well, are you posh, or are you posh. So just to cover. Yeah, his first point. Mm. Your ringtone. Mm. <laughs> when did you go to Paris? I went to Paris about a year last November or so. And I just, getting in the the mood of things, I, I bought, I actually bought the ringtone. Right. Yeah. And it's still your the ringtone? Marcy, yes, yeah. Yeah. And I've got, um, have you ever heard my, um, years and years ago I did a, when I first got hold of a Diki amp, I did a um, like a, a little kind of um, two minute song. Have you ever heard the stripper? Oh da, yeah, 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 yeah. Da, yeah, yeah. yeah. You played it to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't want to. I'd like to do one with the um, the Marcias. It's, it's a really strong anthem, and it kind of loses its way after the first bit. <laughs> it's going into the um, uh, going into the like the the second half of it. <laughs> uh, but that's so. That's so. You it so just stuck. It just stuck. Yeah, I'd like to do a version of it and improve it. Yeah, and then send it to and France. And then send it to France because France is listening. Send it to France. So and France say, is it, and they'll. This is what you should have done. Yeah. Marchand, so from the Marchand, so from the gravitas of a revolutionary anthem. Yeah, it is now Andrew Morgan's ringtone. Yeah, it has been for ages. Tristan hates it. But he hated the one before that as well. What was the one before that? Psychic Simon, Psychic Simon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd bury that in the past. So. Thank you, Elwin, for making us smile in return. Here's your jingle. Smiles. Elwin smiles. Have you got a top five? I've got a top five. Okay. Kind of. What? So am I not allowed to say anything? No. Uh, this is it. it. No. <laughs> so let's do the top five. Yeah. So what I decided today was... Is this I, something great like best strings? Shut up. What? Uh, is it? 
No, it's not. <laughs> You're desperately trying to think of another top five. <laughs> it's best pick cards that are three play. No, it's not. <laughs> what I did is I went the other way and I went from something that made me laugh to something that annoyed me. And it's not, you know, it's not too much of a grumble. It comes with the territory of working in a guitar shop. So these are my top five most overplayed songs on the shop floor. Oh, okay. I wasn't listening, sorry. Is it enough for cheese? <laughs> <laughs> right, so there's some obvious ones on there and then there's, I think, some omissions that we could probably explain afterwards, right? Mm. So in no particular order again, there is a there is a number one for me, but in no order of the other four. Uh, the first one is Crazy Train. Mm. You know, that is a lot. Yeah. A lot. Okay. Um, and I guess it's one of those... I, th- I, th- well, I think all of these on the list are kind of rites of passage, learning to play songs. I never learned to play that one. No. But but you were doing... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the same vein, Iron Man. Iron yeah. Man has won this a lot. All the time. All the time. And even... It always seems to be a little bit out of tune as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's because we don't tune any of the guitars that are on the shelves. Yeah. You want to try something? Tune it yourself. I'm joking. I'm joking. As you can probably guess, Sweet Child of Mine is on there. Mm. I think that's on there more than it should be. I think that should be... People should be aware of that being mm. as as kind of overplayed and, as and it fair is. And you know, guts on the people coming into a guitar shop playing Sweet Oh, God, Child yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's a difficult, difficult riff to play. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have attempted playing anything like that when I was... No. Well, I wouldn't, no. You know, it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of those ones you got to nail, and you know, like it's um, yeah, fair play. Yeah. So the this one is kind of the new uh, smoke on the water. And that's okay. Set, uh, Can I guess? Yeah, go on. I nearly said it. Plug in baby muse. All oh, right. No, that is played a lot though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. No, Seven Nation Army was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So on that's one, yeah, I'm wondering. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, that's, uh, and that's where the smoke and water element comes. Yeah, yeah. So it's people kind of, do play smoke and water. Yeah, it still does people, get played. Plenty of people play "Stay with the Heaven." Well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there was, yeah, there was the big scared, Wayne's World. Yeah, scared to play it for twenty five years. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually it's a nice piece. You know, mm. it's not it's not overplayed in yeah. the shop by any stretch. Uh, so if you do want to play mm. uh, "Stay with the Heaven," you are more than welcome. You come in and play. Yeah. So the top one that you you guys wouldn't you're not maybe not as aware of but for me every time I hear it and I guess it does get played a lot but every time I hear it I'm like okay just breathe just breathe just breathe um, is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer don't know that no uh, do you know it play it okay so apologies that I'm going to butcher this because you know John Mayer is ridiculous and yeah the song anyway but you can guarantee mm-hmm. any and I again apologise but any sort of pre 25 guy that comes in and asks to try a Fender mm. you can almost guarantee that they're going to play that song yeah. I am just waiting for it yeah. but that's the one that kills me probably because I can't play it it's <laughs> yeah I've heard that I just thought it was just like a it's a bit nondescript isn't it I thought it was just a, a chord sequence so yeah. No, yeah. and um, it might just be me being a 
mm. you know, a jaded, jaded uh, old goat like. But yeah, that was a good list. Do you think? Yeah. Thanks. I was surprised. Well, after last week, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised. I'm surprised that uh, you know, social media comment of the week wasn't my P45. Do you know what I mean? Which brings us on to social media comment of the week. So, slightly different structure. This is the final uh, feature of the week. Nice social media comment of the week. The part of the show where we uh, scroll through. All of the social media comments we've received, and try and pick out the the best one. Yeah. So this one is uh, slightly different because this isn't YouTube. Yeah. No, this is Instagram. This is Instagram. So uh, very, very quickly, just to explain the thing of this. Yesterday, when all the Marshall merchandise came in, uh, we took a little funny promo photo uh, on the flight but case. It could could just be seen as quite serious. Yeah. You enjoy having your photograph taken. Let's not beat around the bush. Well, yeah, but I am very conscious of my ears now after Elwyn saying about my ears. Yeah. But and the space between And the spot oh, the space between my eyes. Let's not forget that, everyone. Good job as a podcast. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so Tom Tom actually asked me to be in the photo. I didn't just stand there and Tom was like, Ad, can you move now? Nope, uh, not moving. Uh, was he just kind of standing there and you kind of went, You want to be in the photograph then? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just does kept, look like he's edging I kept, himself. I did keep edging into the shot yeah. until I was in. The, the, the funny thing is, you know, he's looking off in the distance. He's looking at a wall. There's I am just. Look, I'm looking at Jackson's. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this, again, funnily, this isn't the A strings Instagram. This is my Instagram that I just took a shot and I put a fun, just a stupid comment because, yeah, I'm not taking myself seriously in any way, shape, or form. Mm. So, um, so the the. The comment says, basically, uh, I guess I'm a model now or something. And then I said, if I've got tattoos, does that make me an alternative model? And if so, my next shoot will be in PVC. Because they all seem to be in PVC. To which Chris Koikas says, do it, you're hot. <laughs> oh, Chris is very much a man. Yeah, and riding a swan by the looks of it. He is riding uh, a, yeah. or, an inflatable unicorn, I think. Oh, there you are. Right. Um, Not that Al- I've been Alex on his page. Maddie says, beautiful. Kiss? I know Alex anyway. So okay, yeah, that's fine. But Lucky Fever Dream, this is the one. Says, "Don't mind me. I'm just gonna go aggressively peep all your other stuff now because this is great." Then uh, he's got, uh, she's got eyes looking to the side, and then a, a purple heart. Yeah. So see, people can be nice. They can, unless they're taking the mic. But Tom was very curious about the uh, identity of the the last commenter. Lucky fever dream. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so where's she from? Or we don't know. She's GDPR. Is, she is. She's. She's. She's an alt model. I think that's why it sort of came up. Yeah. Um, so this so, is kind of like a lonely heart segment. So, uh, what's her name? Lucky fever dream. So lucky fever dream. If you are out there, Lank Slug would like to meet you. Now Lank Slug is Tom's uh, Instagram username. <laughs> Tom's willing to tat up. I think as well. Yeah. You know, he's a he's an artist. Yeah. Give him a biro in twenty minutes, and he'll be. Uh, <laughs> you'll be there. Yeah. Social media comment of the week. I think that was quite fun. Was in social media comment or the entire? Podcast? No, I think the episode. No, I think I, that was quite good. Mm, I, the cheese bit was the best bit for me. Well, yeah, me too. And well, you think I was talking about the rest, or? <laughs> but yeah, tonight we're going out with Mark from. Uh, Fender, Gretsch, Jackson. Yep. 
So Mark looks after all of our yeah, tax all the blue line stuff. EVH, yeah, yeah. So that'd be good. I'm not that hungry now. I've had all that cheese. <laughs> well, you're gonna have some jalapeno poppers and that's more cheese. Yeah, with the jelly. Do you think? Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna go to um, Chiquitos. Yes. Yeah, I wonder because there's plenty of Fender and Blue Line uh, dealers down in Mexico and you know the kind of Spanish. Uh, more Latino contingent, kind of, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do they say Jackson or Jackson? I think the J is silent. We'll t- we'll we'll find out ready for next week. Let's let's find a, a Spaniard and see how he says Jackson. And if you're a Spaniard out there, mm. record yourself saying it and Please. send it to us. Yes. And no, Elwin, that doesn't mean you putting on an <laughs> accent and sending it through. <laughs> So I think that uh, wraps everything up for today. <laughs> we will be back next week for episode five. And it'll just be me and you, and It will just be us because Tom is, it's Tom's birthday next week. It is. And he's going, so uh, he's going week. back to Bracknell. Back to Bracknell. And um, so, yes, yeah, so it'll just be us two. Yeah. So it'll be... Because... Uh, 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 <laughs> no, Chris isn't back Chris to the end of back. Feb. Yeah. yeah. Tristan's on paternity leave. Yep. It's literally just us. Yeah. So Tom's not going to complain when we're in, our, be in our pants recording. It would be awkward just two of us in a room. So we're back to normal biscuits next week. Should we give it a week off? Well, the episode. No, the um, the biscuits. Biscuit news. <laughs> Is the only reason you come in? See if people people listen. <laughs> Thank you so much again for all your comments. We are now available on iTunes. Yeah, I've always wanted to say that. And Spotify, and we're everywhere. Beaming to you everywhere. Yeah. Thanks for getting involved, and we'll see you again next week for episode five. It's the Dream Team. See you then. Bye. Music.